Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. Uh, go check out HashtagBasketball.com. they got a lot of really good fancy tools uh, over the next uh, coming weeks. You should see some new tools, uh, new user interfaces, and some updates. So if you've been using it so far, uh, expect something new. If you haven't seen it yet, go over to HashtagBasketball.com, go to the fantasy um, site that they uh, that they host and uh, you can check out their Twitter feeds their uh, schedule which I, I think is probably the mo- almost probably the most useful tool is the uh, the upcoming week schedule that'll help you uh, arrange your head-to-head leagues uh, I know I use that one exclusively I think it has the best uh, interface uh, and it's incredibly useful to me and they also have uh, NBA and fantasy basketball podcasts including the one you're listening to right now there is another fantasy basketball podcast that goes into very big, deep leagues. Uh, it's the guys out of Australia doing the uh, Deep Dives, uh, Deep League Relevant Only podcast. Go check that out, along with the Hashtag Basketball NBA podcast. Uh, they recently did an uh, interview with the, uh, the the Cavs color guy. I think radio guy, maybe. On, uh, I have to go listen to it because I, I, haven't, I haven't gone out and listened to it yet. I probably should. Uh, and they also are um, have a podcast with their writers called NBA Deep Dives. And um, the Deep Dives podcast is uh, each t- writer for the, the, the teams will go on and talk about the season so far. And this week I will, sh- will be on NBA Deep Dives talking about uh, my favorite team, the Chicago Bulls. So go check all those out, subscribe to them, and, and give them good ratings but uh, if you're hearing it through mine, go do mine first. I'd, uh, I'd appreciate that. Let's get right into the box scores tonight. Uh, the first game of the night was the Cavaliers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Cavaliers uh, beat the Grizzlies pretty handedly, though even though it was kind of a, a game that you know could have got away from the, uh, the Grizzlies, they, they at least made it competitive enough where the Cavs had to play their starters pretty decent minutes. We had a scoring outburst. From J.R. Smith, he had six three-pointers, 23 points, five rebounds, two assists, and a block. To me, uh, J.R. Smith is like the ultimate streaky guy. He's uh, he's a streaky fantasy basketball player. He, if you're desperate for threes, I would I would take a flyer on him right now. I, he's that streaky where just one night and he could be he could be hot for the next two weeks. He this could also be a fluke game. But if you're desperate for threes, I would take a flyer on J.R. Smith. If you're in head-to-head leagues, I would stream J.R. Smith. Uh, he's a, uh, a nightly streamer for him, uh, I would say, because he's getting he's getting good minutes, and he's and right now he's hot. So standard leagues, I, I could see taking a flyer on him if you're desperate for threes. You just never know. The risk There is a risk there that he is going to be completely worthless in the next game that comes up. But... Tonight he uh, he brought the thunder, and um, pretty uh, I'm pretty impressed to be honest with uh, with J.R. Smith still being able to do what he can do. I didn't he had been struggling so far this year, and um, it's I, I get to me I don't want to see the Cavs succeed at anything, so it's hard for me to say good job J.R. Smith. But J.R. Smith seems like a crazy guy, and uh, I'll give him credit for being a crazy dude. The uh, only other notable thing here tonight was uh, Kyrie Irving not 
uh, not playing tonight, and instead they uh, started uh, Legans. And I'm going to have to go now do research on Legans because uh, to me that he's he's nothing. This is a one-off. He got the um, I believe he got the start because uh, he was uh, rest basically. Kyrie Irving uh, was resting. It looks like uh, this is just a period uh, of time, and, and you can t- kind of tell around the league. Some teams are getting a little tired. Some some teams are maybe in the lulls right now. The Cavs have been in a, a bit of a lull. They they had a couple losses here in the last couple weeks, and they're resting their players, getting them, making sure they're healthy for the long run. And to Cleveland, the only important thing is winning a, a title. So uh, do expect possible rest for um, all three of the, the main guys on Cleveland. Uh, go ahead and check out DeAndre Ligans. Uh, Ligans played 32 minutes tonight. He was one for seven, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, and a three. Those are really nice counting stats, but like I said, this is a one-off. Uh, I would not expect uh, Ligans to be... You know, standard league relevant. I could see maybe bigger leagues paying attention to when those players are resting and knowing that if you know Kyrie sits, that Ligans is the guy they go with. So you could you could pay attention in that type of aspect. Channing Fry, since he's returned, has not been um, hitting his three pointers at a at a high enough cliff clip to be uh, fantasy relevant. In the last five games, he's only hit about. Um, a little over one three-pointer per game. He needs to hit up at near that three three-pointers per game range to be fantasy relevant, which is what he was um, close to doing. You know, two and a half to three range, Channing Fry would be fantasy relevant in very limited minutes. But Channing Fry is not hitting his shot right now, and I, I would put him uh, below the drop zone in standard leagues. You can drop him in. I think any standard league, I wouldn't even worry about streaming him. In bigger leagues, you know, this is someone to hold on to because he does uh, he's able he's able to give you elite threes, and really any player that's able to give you elite anything in a larger league is is worth holding on to because you're usually dealing with the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the waiver wire, which is why I don't play in bigger leagues because that just doesn't sound fun. Let's go to the Grizzlies tonight. Zach Randolph with the impromptu start, a uh, really good night for his impromptu start. He was nine for 15, 18 points two steals, two assists, a block, and five rebounds. To me, that's good for Zach Randolph. I would pay attention to that. I think this is just a spot start uh, from what I've read on the Twitter bot. That um, spot start for uh, Zach Randolph, uh, that's nice. He had had been uh, out injured, and he's just uh, coming back. This did move Jermichael Green. um, Oh, actually, Jermichael Green stayed in the – Sorry, he stayed in the game. This moved Marcus Sol to the bench because Marcus Sol was resting there during this game. So if you see Marcus Sol is planning on uh, taking a rest, then you, I think you could spot start Zach Randolph in any standard league. Uh, I, when he plays starters minutes, he's still relevant. He's not going to be a superstar. He's not going to do a whole lot of the counting stats, even though tonight he did. But uh, he's a scorer, he gets rebounds, and he'll give you a quality start if he is playing starters minutes. Playing with Zach Randolph, Jermichael Green did not have a good night. He was 1 for 10. Uh, still got 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and um, only 2 points there. Jermichael Green, I think, is still ownable moving forward. Once um, 
Marcus Hill moves back into the lineup. Uh, Michael Green's quality should be a little bit better. This might have just been a really off shooting night for him. Uh, he also might just play a lot better with Marcus Hill. Reports are coming in uh, from the, uh, once again, the Twitter that um, Mike Connolly might be back sooner than expected. So that is good news for Mike Connolly owners. I think he's just kind of a, a wait and see type of guy. If you own him, maybe if you're looking to pick up Mike Connolly, it's, um, I could see you trying to get Mike Connolly for nothing. If the owner's kind of tired of waiting around for Mike Connolly to come back, uh, I still do think it's going to be January when he comes back, but it, that's better than most of the season. Sharon, um, Harrison here is still uh, Andrew Harrison, man, is still getting the start and still playing uh, not good enough to be owned in any uh, standard league, bigger leagues. Even I'm not sure how much I like. Andrew Harrison in bigger leagues, he just really just doesn't do enough in the shooting horribly. Uh, Tony Allen, also not a not a great night, but his he is an, a kind of an elite steals guy. So if you're desperate for steals, I can see you pulling uh, Tony Allen out for a spot start every once in a while uh, if you if you really need it. The only other um, Line of note is Troy Williams with the uh, start tonight as well. He had 13.6 rebounds, one assist, and one three-pointer. Troy uh, Williams has been playing about 28 minutes per game over the last week or so. I think this game, even though it looks kind of good, is a little bit of an outlier for Troy Williams. His steals are solid, but I'm I'm not really trusting him in a standard league by any means. Uh, Really only a spot starter. Let's go over to the uh, next game, Magic versus the Hawks. Somehow, the Orlando Magic scored 131 points. And we were going to find out how. And versus the Atlanta Hawks, who scored 120. This, this is a weird-looking weird game. It looks like the Hawks uh, kind of sat their players in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. The new lineup for the Magic seems to be working, uh, or at least the new rotation we had um, really good nights from Fournier and Ibaka, both guys I should be on in standard leagues. Aaron Gordon got the start again tonight, did not only played 18 minutes, uh, not a good enough night to uh, pique my interest back into owning him in, in standard leagues. I've dropped him from all standard leagues a while ago. A little bit more interesting is uh, Bismack Biambo. Uh, one of my favorite names to say. He played 33 minutes tonight, and that is because uh, Vucevic was, uh, did not play this evening. It looks like uh, Vucevic was out, so Bismack Biyombo got uh, all the starters minutes tonight. He played 33 minutes. He was able to um, get seven points, nine rebounds, two assists, and three blocks. That's a pretty solid line from Bismack Biyombo. Um, looks like a Vujovic could be out for at least uh, a game or two. So I, I think Bismack Biambo, I would take a flyer on him um, just because why not? If he's going to get starters minutes, he's going to play the bulk of the minutes. He's going to really get really good um, blocks for you, and he could kind of bring it on like uh, he was in Toronto. So if you're desperate for centers, especially 
uh, blocks rebounds. You're not going to get a ton of points out of Bismack, but if you if you need that kind of player on your team, you're looking for a center. Um, monitor Vucevic's Vucevic. Monitor his uh, progress to see when he's going to come back from this back contusion and play Bismack until then. I think you can get some quality minutes out of him, and he got quality minutes tonight. Alfred Payton off the bench. Once again, a huge monster night from Alfred Payton. 26 points, 14 assists, one steal, three rebounds, and three three-pointers. I really don't know where this is coming from. This is some... Um, this is something I talked about earlier in the year with Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton has the ceiling, and that's why I like him, and that's why I don't mind taking a flyer on him. He's had a couple games in the last two weeks that are have been pretty outstanding, followed with a couple bad shooting nights where he got some decent assists and rebounds. Tonight was an incredibly impressive night. I'm not really sure I'm going to pick him up. But it does look like he's up on he's on the upswing, so he's now in my radar if I'm in a standard league. Alfred Payton has been playing uh, close to starters minutes off the even though he's coming off the bench. And tonight was a very monster night for him. And this is what he's capable of. And I've said that in the past, you know, Alfred Payton is more intriguing to me um, than a lot of guys who are in the drop zone because his ceiling, his potential is much higher than a lot of those people. His potential is much higher than um, Jordan Clarkson or, um, you know, possibly Rodney Hood. Now, does that mean Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson are he's going to have a better year than them overall? No, I, I actually think both of those guys might finish ahead of Alfred Payton when it comes to averages. But if, if Alfred Payton can put it together and if he's just playing better off the bench, playing better against second teams, which just might be his role – as like an extended second team kind of coming back and getting hot and playing well against the first team, which is um, a strategy that doesn't uh, often coaches don't employ, but they, they probably should, especially with a player that, that can thrive in that, in that situation. Um, then Alfred Payton is capable of these lines. That's this 26, 14 and three is, is an incredible line with three, three pointers. I don't think this is who he is going to be moving forward, which is why I'm not running out to pick him up. But if you are, hurting in the point guard, um, I guess, uh, statistics. You don't have a good point guard on your team. Or you're in a specific type of punting strategy head-to-head-wise where you really don't care uh, about his free-throw shooting and shooting percentages. You probably should own him anyway. Um, He's definitely worthy when it comes to um, certain punting strategies. Let's move over to the Hawks. Millsap. Uh, back in the lineup, he's been, he played pretty well tonight. Um, I know he's played a few games already, but um, tonight he ended up getting 17 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block with two th- um, two three pointers. Yeah, two three pointers. That's uh, that's an old fashioned Millsap game. I think uh, you're safe moving forward with the old Millsap. Um, I like I love Millsap. I mean, he's one of my favorite guys to draft. And uh, once again, he is quietly having a a great season. And even though he did have to fight off an injury uh, here for a little bit, I don't think that's a big deal. You can can take those lumps um, every once in a while. But ever since coming back in these last uh, four games, he's been 
pretty much a monster playing full minutes. So this is exactly what you want to see. So good, good on Paul Millsap. Uh, the time to buy low on him has passed. Um, I, I would, I would happily buy low on him any day of the week. The rest of the team, Cephalosha got the start. He had a really good night too. 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block and a three pointer. That's um uh, pretty impressive for Cephalosha. He's been playing more minutes lately, and just due to the fact that he's aver- he can average over um two steals. I think he's he's worth owning in in most leagues, uh, all but the shallowest of leagues. Those two steals really add up. Uh, a guy that you can stream into your lineup in head-to-head that's really, really valuable. He's probably a bench player in Roto Leagues, yeah, so maybe a guy you spot start just to, so you can get against bad teams like Orlando or Miami, which both of those games he had pretty good games in. He's uh, playing well. He's playing a lot more minutes than he has earlier this season, so I would go ahead and take a flyer on Cephalosha simply due to his elite steals. If you're hunting steals, Cephalosha probably is not the type of guy for you, but he does a little bit of everything, doesn't hurt you hardly anywhere other than not not scoring a whole uh, a whole bunch, but uh, his steals, like I said, are elite, and he, he really doesn't turn the ball over either, so if you're really in a nine cat, he's a, he's a nice guy to pick up. Tim Hardaway Jr. got the start tonight as well. Uh, I'm not too interested in him. He didn't shoot the ball well, 12 points, one for six from three, two assists, and three steals. I'm not too interested in him. Schroeder had a great night, 19 points, 13 assists, two steals, and three three-pointers. Schroeder might end up paying off for everybody who held him. I would continue to hold him. I, I just think, just like Alfred Payton, uh, Dennis Schroeder's ceiling is pretty high. I think Dennis Schroeder's potential ceiling is higher than Alfred Payton's ceiling, along with Dennis Schroeder's consistency. So uh, Dennis Schroeder's bad games are are not as bad as Alfred Payton's bad games. So he helps you on averages. Uh, Schroeder's better. But then I also think um, Schroeder's best games and Alfred Payton's best games are pretty similar. So when you look at that overall... Schroeder seems to have more opportunity to hit those great games. I would rather have Schroeder over Peyton um, if I was doing um, head-to-head for the rest of the year. Let's go on to the next game, Golden State versus the Pelicans. The Golden State, a little bit of a scare here. They almost lost this game. Uh, Monster Knights, really, from everybody on the Golden State Warriors that you know, except for Klay Thompson, who still had a pretty good night, uh, 17 points, 3 Assists, three rebounds, and two three-pointers. Um, not terribly great. A triple-double from uh, Draymond Green. I th- everyone should know what the Golden State Warriors are doing, who's the best team. It's Durant Curry. Draymond Green's still good, getting his triple-doubles, playing a little bit more of a center role. And um, Clay Thompson's possessions have been hurt, and his shooting position has been hurt because Kevin Durant's standing in it. And... Um, He's still a standard league player, but you know he's not as good as he as everyone thought he would be, or not as good as he was last year anyway. Javale McGee with the start, I just think that's kind of funny. Good for Javale McGee. Going over to the Pelicans, uh, Buddy Heald started with Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday had ten points, eight rebounds, six assists, four steals, and a block and a three pointer. He didn't shoot the ball very well, only three for twelve. Uh, I still like Drew Holiday moving forward. I know it's he's kind of been 
uh, a little bit slow to start from his injury, but that should be fully expected. The guy, or I guess he wasn't injured. He was out due to his um, wife's um, medical issues. And now that he's back from that, it does seem like he's taking a little bit of time to kind of get back into the swing of things. He still's given you pretty good games uh, every once in a while, and he's he's too talented to uh, to I'd say throw back to the waiver wires because he'd get picked up immediately, and that's one of the big red flags when you're dropping someone. If you know that person would get dropped immediately, or we get if you drop them they get picked up immediately, then instead of dropping that person trade that person find the person who you think would pick that guy up trade him even trade him for something that's of equal value if it works better for your team works better for your team but i think drew holiday will play better and will finish better than he's playing right now uh tim frazier who's been still playing all right uh even though he's been coming off the uh, bench he played 30 minutes tonight had 13 points eight assists one steal and three three-pointers. I still like Tim Frazier moving forward. He's still playing a lot. He's still getting good assists in his in his minutes. So I would keep moving forward with him. Terrence Jones, 21 minutes tonight, 8 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks. I'm still iffy on Terrence Jones. I like him as a fantasy player, but uh, his consistency in, in minutes and in quality starts uh, have basically been bothering me. He's good for some rebounds and the occasional game where he will break out, but when you average all that down, it's it's not great. Um, so only only play Terrence Jones, spot start him when Anthony Davis is sitting. Other than that, everybody else in this team I think has fallen below the drop zone. Um, I'm not I'm not really interested in the Buddy Heald's um, potential right now. Maybe in the a couple of years from now. I really liked Etwan Moore a lot, but um, Etwan Moore has been relegated to the bench pretty heavily. Even though he did play 25 minutes tonight, he's just he's just not as good as someone like Tim Frazier. Let's move on to the Knicks versus the Suns. The Suns barely pulling this out in overtime, so this is an overtime game. The um, uh, stats are a little boosted, so be aware of that. Kristaps Porzingis uh, taking exception to. Uh, just the Suns in general, I feel like he just doesn't have, he doesn't give a shit. He's uh, he he almost got in a fight tonight. It was pretty awesome. I like to see that um, from Porzingis. It's just the fire. He uh, almost knocked out Marquise Chris after uh, Chris threw him to the ground. Go check that on Twitter. It is very entertaining. Porzingis really good night. Mello shot horribly, three for fifteen. Um, Mello had 13 points, five assists, six rebounds. Derrick Rose only played 10 minutes, went out with back spasms. It looks like he did not return after going one for six in those 10 minutes. Yikes. That is piss poor. But this is good news for people who uh, seem to like Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings played 28 minutes, and um, Justin Holiday played 25 minutes in the absence of Derrick Rose. Also, Courtney Lee got 29 minutes. So it does look like all those guys shared um minutes moving forward and uh, Kylo Quinn got a, a more minutes than the starter Joakim Noah as well. This is a, a little bit of an interesting predicament. We do need to see how long Derrick Rose is going to be out if he if he is going to return very soon. But if not, Brandon Jennings could be a uh, stealthy pickup. 
I uh, go to the Twitter, find out how Derek, how long Derek Rose is going to be out. But um, if Brandon Jennings gets the start, um, Brandon Jennings is, is, is definitely a standard league flyer right now. So uh, he gets quality assists coming off the bench, let alone if he was starting. So that could be really interesting. I'd like to see where this goes first. So I'll be watching Twitter and I would take a fl- if you're uh, if you need a point guard, I'd take a flyer on Jennings if Rose is going to be out even um, a week or so. Uh, just get some of those quality starts in. I'm kind of interested in Kylo Quinn. His he had a monster monster night tonight. Nine for sixteen. He had twenty two points, fourteen rebounds, two assists, and a steal. That's that's a pretty great line. I know Kylo Quinn occasionally um, looks really really good, and he he's kind of a good nine cat fantasy player. He's on a bit of a tear over the last couple of weeks when he's been getting uh, heavy minutes, playing a lot more than Joakim Noah. Hmm. I think he's a little bit of an enigma because he does have really good per 36 stats, and he always kind of has had pretty good, uh, impressive per 36 stats. But I don't. I think he's a guy who does, it doesn't really translate super well into real life when he if he played 33 minutes against starters he thrives against second teams that being said uh over the last two weeks he's averaging about 11 and 10 with uh, over a block a game uh, and over two assists a game shooting close to 64 percent so if you're in nine cat leagues and you need a guy who gets really good field goal percentage because uh, free throws are not great his turnovers are great though and um He's obviously not going to make any threes. Uh, go ahead and take a flyer on him if you if you need a big man. Why not? I mean, this is a pretty monster game. He does seem to be consistent, even in limited minutes, getting a handful of rebounds at the very least. So even your dud games from him, you get a little bit of something uh, out of it. It's not a complete bust when Quinn kind of kind of puts up a, a, a big old poop in the middle of the court. So, yeah, take a flyer on him if you need a uh, if you need a center. I think they're gonna looks like the Knicks are going to him more. So why not you know ride a hot hand? Going over to the Phoenix Suns, Marquise Chris did get the start tonight. He played 31 minutes, 14 points, 12 rebounds, a steal and a block and a three pointer. That's a pretty nice line from old uh, Marquise here. Um, I don't know if I how much I like Marquise moving forward. I, I need to see a little bit more out of more consistency out of Marquise before I get super excited about the fact that he he got a start tonight. Looking at the rest of this team, PJ Tucker played 40 minutes. Dudley and Knight came off the bench. They had pretty decent lines. Devin Booker shot the ball pretty poorly. And uh, Tyson Chandler played 41 minutes because uh, Alex Lynn was out. And if Alex, him and Alex Lynn are not – I think this would be pretty obvious. If Alex Lynn is sitting, I would spot start Tyson Chandler. If Tyson Chandler is sitting, I would spot start Alex Lynn. That's, uh, I think, moving forward, that should be a rule of thumb for the Phoenix Suns. That should be the number one rule with the Phoenix Suns, really. Uh, Chandler in 41 minutes had 13 points and 23 rebounds, one steal and one block. The old man still got it, and uh, that's really that's really cool to see him getting 23 uh, rebounds 
in a game. P.J. Tucker, even though he had a, a pretty good night, 13.7 rebounds, three steals, and an assist and a three. I'm not running out to pick him up by any means. Uh, maybe spot start him in head-to-head leagues or stream him in head-to-head leagues, but I'm not picking him up in Roto Leagues. And I'm not picking up uh, Marquise Chris either. I just um, – we'll see where that goes. He, he's been starting for a while, but he often doesn't play starters minutes tonight. He did uh, and had a good had a good line. So let's just see where that goes for now, but I'm not, I'm not getting hyped for Marquise Chris at all. Let's go to the next game, the T-Wolves versus the Bulls. The Bulls, oh, my God, uh, giving up a 21-point lead. Of course they did. Uh, this, the, the, I will be talking about this game on the NBA Deep Dives podcast from the Hashtag Basketball Network tomorrow. I, I, that podcast should be out later this week. So we will. you can hear all my thoughts on, on what – what I think about this Bulls team, I'll spare you that in this podcast. Um, Jimmy Butler, another huge game from him. Shot the ball probably a little too much. Took too many uh, contested mid-range jumpers. He played 39 minutes in a regular season game that did not go into overtime, but had 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. You should be plenty fine moving forward with him. I still like Robin Lopez. Uh, tonight he only had five rebounds, but he had four blocks. His blocks have been pretty crazy. Um, looking at uh, this, Rondo was out tonight with, um, I think, a, a back issue or a foot issue. Um, I already have forgotten because I, I hope to forget about Rondo very soon. I think it was a, an ankle. So he had an ankle issue, and they actually gave Jaron Grant the start. And I really liked that move. And Jaron Grant kind of played really well in the in the first uh, quarter there. He was three for six, eight points, three rebounds, and then uh, suddenly he, uh, he he stopped playing. So I'm not really sure why that happened. Isaiah Cannon got 27 minutes off the bench. So did Doug. And Nico got 20. <sighs> Nobody shot very well. Doug did shoot 50%, but didn't do a whole lot and didn't hit his threes. Uh, which is what he's getting paid to do. So bad game all around for the Bulls. Really, you can still uh, be safe with Wade Butler and I, I don't I don't Lopez as well. Uh, Lopez is uh, playing pretty well. For, he's not going to do much of it. I mean, he's strictly uh, okay points, solid rebounds, and and great blocks with a good field goal percentage. Uh, that's the kind of guy you like. Uh, he's ownable. I think he's ownable in, in standard leagues all around just because of the quality of stats that he puts up. Let's go over the T-Wolves, the return of Tibbs to the United Center. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome, and I'm secretly glad he got the win. Rubio, 11 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds still, starting with Zach Levine, who had 24 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. So a really good night from both of those guys and their respective abilities. Towns kind of got D'd up, and it was only 6 for 21, but he still had 16 points, 12 rebounds, uh, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. All, all, all those guys. This is almost like the exact opposite of like the Miami teams or the L.A. teams. Minnesota, though they lose a lot, a lot of their players are ownable in standard leagues. Uh, Towns, obviously, and Zach Levine as well, just because he's a bulk scorer, but Wiggins is also a bulk scorer. 
who needs to be owned. And Ricky Rubio's abilities in assists, rebounds, and steals is ownable. Um, and I, li- I still like Gorgie Dang a, a ton um, tonight. Old old Gorgie got um, uh, pretty wet from a, he hit a three-pointer. He had 16 points, two blocks, two assists, seven rebounds. That's a, that's a really nice night from Gorgie. I like him across the board. I think he's, uh, even though his 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 play has been a little off, and uh, his minutes have been down every once in a while, getting uh, sharing a little bit with Nikolitsa. Um, I'm still I'm still happy with um, playing Gorgie Dang. I don't know why anyone would drop him. Um, I really don't. I don't understand why anyone would drop him. I think he's a pretty good player. So they got a lot of standard league valued players. It's mostly because Tibbs plays his starters an ungodly amount of minutes and the bench almost zero. Uh, this was also a good reminder that Butler was almost traded for Chris Dunn. Thank God that didn't happen. Final game of the night was a pretty big blowout by the Blaze, uh, Portland Trailblazers over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Poor Westbrook. I mean, he he finally you finally saw Westbrook just being so frustrated. I mean, he still played fairly well tonight, but. His team fell apart around him. His team couldn't do anything else. So these these numbers are all going to be skewed. And, uh, I mean, you should already kind of know about Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City isn't good when it comes to fantasy outside of Russell Westbrook, uh, Steve Adams, and Victor Oladipo. Uh, Enos Cantor is also, I think, a, a streamer. Or a, 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 I, I would own him in head-to-head leagues where he's going to play a lot. Uh, sometimes he... He just doesn't play or doesn't play very well or doesn't play very much. Tonight, um, Enos Cantor only played 19 minutes, was one for seven, had six points, seven rebounds, an assist, and a steal. And that's the kind of game that keeps me away from Enos Cantor in Roto Leagues. I just don't want to spot start him and get a real crappy start. His consistent, consistency is a lot more important in Roto Leagues than it is in head-to-head, though you, I mean, you still want a consistent player, which is why I kind of Avoid him in head-to-head unless I'm streaming or I know the the situation with who's starting in Oklahoma. Tonight, Victor Olodipo did not play. He is out with a uh, wrist injury. It doesn't seem to be super severe, so I don't think he'll be out for a very long time. But you could really tell without that extra guy who can um, create his own shot and score. Oklahoma City really couldn't do much. Seaman Adams... um, Started out the year pretty hot and kind of uh, had a little bit of a slump, but is is back playing pretty well. He had 14 points, four rebounds, one assist, four freaking steals. He's moved his uh, his free throw free throw percentage for Stephen Adams has uh, improved pretty drastically, and his steals are are kind of uh, elite for a center. And he's that still makes him ownable. I know he isn't a, a power rebounder. He's not in the uh, upper echelons of rebounding, but he's fine when it comes to rebounding, and and those steals really help. He's not also not a huge block shots guy. Like he's not blocking. Uh, I don't even think he's blocking uh, a whole block per game. So if you, if you don't mind not having blocks, his uh, his percentages are good, rebounds are solid, and his steals are really good for the center position. And so I'm still owning him in uh. uh in, in most leagues, I would say. Jaron uh, Grant got to start tonight in place. Uh, Jeremy Grant, sorry, got to start tonight over um, everybody else on the bench. Victor Oladipo's um, 
absence and didn't play terribly great. He only played 26 minutes, 11 points, and one steal, one rebound. So just interesting to note that who plays uh, more when uh, Oladipo's out. Take that for future reference for streaming. But uh, other standard leagues, don't worry about him at all. Mo Harkless tonight, kind of getting back into uh, playing, playing a little bit better. 15 points, five steals. That's incredible. Four rebounds and a three-pointer tonight for uh, Mo Harkless. Throwing a block as well. That's a really good night. I'm owning him in all leagues. I, I think I talked about Portland just the night before, so I'll kind of go over rehash a little bit of that real quick. Um, Mason Plumley, I think, is ownable in standard leagues as well. He is solid enough across the board, similar to Steven Adams. Instead of being good at steals, though, he is good at assists. And so um, his free throws are much worse than Steven Adams. But across the board, he's just an okay uh, kind of end-of-the-bench, low-tier standard league player. But he's a center who gets um, good assists. And if that's something you're interested in, I would I would make him I would have him on your team. Everybody else on the um, the Portland Trailblazers you should already be familiar with Alan Crabb and Evan Turner, the main guys off the bench. I, I still don't like those guys in standard leagues, even though uh, Crabb and Evan Turner are known to put up some decent games. And tonight, I think that they both had pretty you know solid games, but in standard leagues, ten to twelve league teams, I would not own Turner or Crabb. Um, maybe in a 12 league team, maybe on the uh, near the end of the bench, if you if you're kind of interested in Evan Turner's type of game, maybe go with that. Um, Crab's also been um, pretty good, I think, shooting hitting some threes um, this season. But overall, you know, I, I'm just not I'm not interested in owning those guys coming off the bench like that. And I know. Uh, They've both been playing much better in the last couple weeks, playing more minutes and being. And this does look like they're they're solidifying their rotation finally in Portland. They got something that works. So I, if you got if you're in a bigger league, they should be owned for sure. And if they fit your punt strategy, then fine, go ahead and own them. But when it comes to they're kind of bottom of the maybe a little bit above the drop zone, bottom of the um tiers for someone who's ownable but I, I just don't like them when it comes to roto leagues when it comes to head-to-head their stats they get you stats so you know throw an ever turner throw those guys in there but to get quality starts night after night with those guys it's it's not guaranteed so i, I kind of stick i stay away from them in roto leagues and that's it that's all the games tonight it was a, a short slate and i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast if you did please go to whatever application you are listening to this podcast on and go ahead and give us a rating and a review that really helps the podcast it really helps us be found by other people and if you, if you like it and you have friends you know preferably uh you know you don't want to give your tips to people in your league but if you have friends who are into fancy basketball please tell them about this podcast and if you're interested in sponsoring on this podcast if you're an advertiser then go ahead and send me an email at watchtheboxes at gmail.com or you can get a hold of me on Twitter if you are a fantasy aficionado and want to, you know, talk shop on Twitter when, if, or if you're a, a novice and want uh, some advice on your trades and waiver wire pickups, you can hit me up on Twitter at watchtheboxes. I also appreciate feedback for the show. 
uh, all feedback really helps. And um, I'm really only doing this for the people who listen to the show. Uh, I'm doing it out of the, my strange and neurotic love for fantasy basketball over the last, you know, you know, almost 12, 13 years, 14 years, maybe um, ever since I, I was in high school. So I appreciate you guys listening and I appreciate any feedback you guys give me and have a great night, everybody. We will catch you very soon.